these are my boys' warm-ups. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vim the Human, sitting to my right. James Little, Alpha Spectre. Guys, before we get started, like our nerd news page, Sort of My Comics, on Facebook, and follow Sort of My Podcast on Instagram. Check out Subject to Change Entertainment on Facebook and Twitter, and of course, subscribe on YouTube and SoundCloud. You're checking this out on one of those. While here, why not like, comment, and share? Sharing is the best way to get us out in front of people, letting people know you enjoy what we're doing. And of course, all of our personal social media is down in the description below. Alpha Spectre. How you been? I've been. You've been? Been doing, been. Been doing stuff. I've uh, been, been playing a lot of Fortnite here lately with my friend Kyle. Oh, yeah? Uh, I'm actually starting to get halfway decent at it. Nice. This, this is a game when I first started playing it. Uh, never thought... Like, when it was first described to me, it actually... PUBG yeah. is what was described to me in the... The sound, I was like, well, that sounds kind of cool, but I don't know how much I would actually play a game like that. Right. You know, now that I'm playing with a buddy and, you know, learning different things about it and all that, it's like, okay, I'm really getting into this. And it's Mm -hmm. more because, like, they have weekly challenges and daily challenges and stuff like that. So, these new challenges come out and it's like, okay, you have to get three pistol eliminations. (laughs) Okay, that shit's not easy. No, no. Or uh, you have to open so many chests for of loot at a certain location. If you try to do that the week of, you're in a shitstorm of people <laughs> all trying to get these chests. Yeah. And it's nuts, and it's exciting. And I, I started playing myself recently. I've been playing with my kid, actually. I bought a headset and everything just for this, because I'm not a gamer. I don't no, like it. There's not. no reason for me to have a headset unless like motivated by something like my kids. And so uh, I bought this and I've even been playing with some of his friends and I'm still garbage. <laughs> but, it, and, uh, the, and the things you're talking about, the, the challenges and stuff, that's wildly overwhelming for me with all the <laughs> shit I have to do in my life. So I'm just kind of like casually playing, which this is yeah. not the kind of game you should be casually playing. <laughs> You, you jump on, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to just float down to a random area. Hey, there's a gun. Oh, I'm dead. Oh, we did a, uh, last night, uh, me and my son's friends did a little, uh, I don't know what it's called, what the mode is called, but it was just us in the game, and we couldn't kill each other or whatever, and so we were building these ramps as high as we could, and then we were fucking around with golf carts, and it was a... It was just fun. Yeah. That's all it was. It was like no like challenges or anything like that. It was just we were fucking around with go-karts, but that was fun. Uh, did you see Teen Titans go to the movies? I did not see the you, movie, but I know what happens. You heard it. Credits. You heard it here, folks. Alpha Spectre hates the original Teen Titans cartoon and doesn't want it to come back, so he, that's why he wasn't willing to give them his money. Did he wants to see the, the whole credits? thing die. I Yes, I did. So uh, you well, know that you just fed them one giant load of bullshit just to give me. Help. We don't know that, okay? <laughs> All right, so, like oh, we'll cover this for like thirty seconds. That's it. You want to skip ahead thirty seconds? You don't know want to know what's at the end? You know, go ahead and skip 
but it, honestly, if you haven't yeah. seen it everywhere. But honestly, you might as well just listen to it here. Don't sit through the whole fucking movie. But <laughs> <laughs> like I did. Uh, but anyways, no. There's like the the like thi- they're trying to get a signal through and shit, and they're like tight. It's the original cartoon, and it's uh, they're like Titans. I think we found a way back. They say, I think we found a way back. That doesn't mean it's definitely coming back. And that every single star in that thing said that if it's a hit, that show will come back. So if that movie, like, underperforms, we may not see it. It's coming back. Because the thing <laughs> is... You're very hopeful, but we're talking about Warner Brothers here, you know. Just take the fact that it's Warner Brothers off of the table, Look, and we'll get the original. They back. they bailed on the original show for this one. I know. So if that shows you their decision making abilities, of course, like if this underperforms, it's totally plausible they'll be like, "Nah, fuck that, we're not doing that." Yeah. So I also saw Christopher Robin, and that was very heartwarming. It's so that's what I've heard. Simple and. Like, even the, like, worst stuff that happens is just, like, your lowest bar, like, terrible thing that could happen. There's no, like, (laughs) shocking or, like, dark stuff, really. I mean, there's kind of dark stuff, but it's, it's like kid dark. It's, it's just joyous and fun. You leave the theater smiling. I did. And uh, I just, I think people should definitely go see this. It's going to warm your heart. You're going to hear a little music and one of the poos awesome. This is all good. This is all good. Go to the fucking movies, asshole. (laughs) I don't have the money or the capabilities to go to the movies. Tuesday, all day. It's $5. All day. Tuesday is usually the day that I go and get comics for both me and you. Go on Wednesday. (laughs) Quit your job. (laughs) Quit your job. Suck dick for money and use that money to go buy comics and watch movies. Only in a perfect world, Ben. Only in a perfect world. (laughs) No, that is a world you could be living in. So don't say perfect world. (laughs) You just have to kind of give up on everything else that's important to you. And, uh, well, where we live, that's pretty common, actually. Mm -hmm. Where so, we are located, this is a viable option for you. Uh, yeah, you just go down to the trailer park, and there you go. <laughs> and speaking of trailers, yeah, good segue. Uh, we we've, we've got a few different trailers to talk about. Uh, first one, we're going to talk about the new Venom trailer. Uh, and with this one, I think they took it one trailer too far. That's my personal. I don't think they took it one trailer too far. I I think that this is another case of they are responding to the people. It's like, okay, well, mm. you guys aren't happy with what we've given you so far. Oh, so and, here's everything. And people hated this. So many more people hated this trailer than they've hated any other oh, yeah. trailer. But, no, like, I, th- I think they've scaled it back from when Spider-Man Homecoming was coming out and they were putting out... Scene here, clip there. Scene here, clip there. Here's eight fucking trailers. You know, it was like insanity how much was out there of this movie before you even went and saw it. Yeah. And so they've scaled it back from there. And that's what I loved about this was that in the teaser and the first trailer, you just got morsels. Like, there's so many questions left on, on the table. And this is why I think this is one trailer too far because I don't really enjoy this trailer very much. And... 
it kind of like kills everything they had done before. This whole mystery they yeah, had built that, up. And that's exactly what it is. The teaser was a perfect teaser. Yeah. It was. Uh, if you didn't know that it was a teaser for the Venom movie, you wouldn't have known that it was going to be a Marvel movie. And this this one has me doing a complete 180, because when we were talking about this film just being in production and stuff, I was like, oh man, that's going to suck, they're going to ruin it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I'm totally underwhelmed. The more they teased me, the more excited I got for the film, and yeah. now this one's out. And now and they've, just, they've given us way too I've much. I've got another bitter taste in my... I'm like, ah, oh, man, this really could suck, couldn't it? Like, yeah. seeing... There are a couple of things from the trailer that made me wonder if, like, some of the humor is going to be off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Especially, like, the, oh, the last God. part of that the That stinger at the end, I hate it. Yeah. I hate... A turd in the wind. You know you're making a Venom movie, right? Like, there's that part where he's he's talking about, like, spleen, lungs, pancreas, so many parts, so little time. I'm like, that's that fucking Venom. That was great. And then you do that shit at the end, and I'm like, no, that's, like, teenager Venom, and nobody See, wants that. Now, here's what I'm wondering, is, is the symbiote going to kind of mature as mm. the movie goes on? Maybe this... Like, trying to give this scene the benefit of the doubt. No. This is like... I refuse. I, I don't know. <laughs> but then there are parts of this trailer where, like, the symbiote is coming off of him and forming the Venom head mm-hmm. talking to Well, him. yeah, there, there are definitely, like, cool Im- cool imagery in here. Uh, I think Venom is appropriately big. He's appropriately He's... big, and he looks, like, as far as the face mm-hmm. and emotions and all that goes... Very expressions and stuff. Uh, we also got kind of like an idea of how he's gonna move because one of the big things is like, how are you gonna do like full on Venom without him interacting with Spider Man? And in this, we see him like very animalistically crawling and leaping and stuff like that. And so it, it begs to show that like that's how things are gonna Because and then people have also very ignorantly been like, well, how's he like whipping himself around if he's never interacted with Spider? Those are tendrils, man. He's always been able to. They yeah. all do that shit. So that there's your explanation for that. But um, and we you know we get to see a lot more, and I I kind of feel we get to see too much symbiote action mm-hmm. in this, not yeah. just with Venom. But we see a pretty good chunk of Riot in yeah, this one and, and, and the other ones. Well, we uh, I think the one with the big blades that like cuts through all that those people. That was Riot. That was Riot. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think that was Riot. Uh, and then we, uh, we only saw one other from well, what I could tell. We and it's see the, the chick, chick with uh, the bladed hand. It does that and then it sh- that's the same one that shoots like the spikes out of her back and all that. Mm-hmm. But then there's also we see the guy... In like the the we cell, see it. he gets involved yeah. by but one. With those but we two, don't see we, that yeah. go any further. Yeah, with those two, we um, don't see them in like full symbiotic mode. They're right, just like they it's have just little snippets of what they're doing. There are going to be multiple like yeah. symbiote in, and that's something we this. we covered that on the show and yeah. stuff. So we we knew that was coming at least. But what has me concerned about Riot 
is they have that fight, and when you were watching the trailer a little earlier, you paused mm-hmm. it and uh, told me to look at it. That it's the Doctor inside yeah, of there. Yeah, the Doctor has so become the Riot symbiote. We've gotten that giveaway. I don't. I don't think that was covered before now. I don't think that was news, and uh, now right there it is in the trailer. But I could be wrong about that. It, it could just be I, I mean, forgot could, or whatever. It could simply be on IMDb. Yeah, which right. we haven't noticed it. Uh, but that fight, that little fight, little concerning, uh, because, like, how much is moving. It's kind of like uh, the Transformers movies. When those characters fight, it's, like, disorienting because there's yeah. so many pieces just moving around. You can't really make sense of what you're seeing half the time. And I, I get that feeling from that just little snippet there. Like, well, they had a they cool Not pop. being on this, yeah. you know, I, I don't quite have that much of well, a worry. No. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Like, and especially when the, the symbiotes are, like, ripping each other apart. When mm-hmm. Venom and Ryder are tearing each other apart. Yeah. You know, there is. There's a lot going on there where you see, like part of each of the hosts uh there's just a lot of tendrils mm-hmm. and everything yeah. everywhere when they're just coming apart and i assume they're going to come back together although it was cool to see riot kind of rip venom's head off yeah that was pretty pretty cool to see i mean it, the trailer isn't devoid of cool imagery but that's like all this gives it, like other than that all it does is make me concerned for for the quality of the film. I also really hate Eddie Brock's voice. Like the more I hear it, the more I fucking hate what Tom Hardy's doing there. See, I the guy the guy's like fucking 6 foot whatever and he's obviously built, but he sounds like a Brooklyn dork. Like what the hell? Like, just use your regular voice, Tom Hardy. Nobody's gonna fucking sue you over it. Man. Yeah, but that was that was kind of Eddie Brock. He he was just he was a journalist for the newspaper. Yeah, really but that doesn't nothing make... major about him. And he's not quite so as So he can't big use his regular voice then? I mean, you want to throw on a Brooklyn accent, that's fine. Go for it. But, like, I mean, do you have to go that far? It's, it's just grating. Like, the more I hear it, the more annoyed I am. I mean, yeah. I don't know. And, like, we were talking, like, just it's some of the phrasing I think mm-hmm. that gets used in this is off putting. Uh, yeah, that's a good word for it. Some of it leaves a bad taste in your mouth, but then some of it's like, I really want to see this. So it's like, you're going to sit there. I'm not even walking away going, I really want to see this anymore. I'm just like, I'm going to see this. <laughs> you're going to go to the movie theater. Like it or not. With a scowl on your face. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that. I give every movie a fair say. I go see the movies. And I've been surprised before. Ninja Turtles was a great example. Of it. Yeah. The first Michael Bay one. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's go ahead and move on from there to Constantine, City of Demons, the movie trailer. Uh, it seems Constantine is finally going to right his biggest wrong and save Trish, who was a big plot point in the uh, live-action series. Uh, one of his biggest regrets and stuff. Uh, but there's so much going down in the trailer that it's kind of hard to pinpoint it. Yeah, so, it was a cool trailer. It was cool. So what I, what, I, what I did was <laughs> I grabbed a little synopsis here. I'm going to read that off for everyone. And it goes, 
The path to redemption is never easy, and if Constantine is to succeed, he must navigate through the dark urban underbelly of Los Angeles, outwit the most cunning spawns of hell, and come face to face with arch-nemesis Nurgle, all while battling his own inner demons, as he's known to do. <laughs> it's on the regular. Yep, uh, and something else I, I found interesting uh, in researching a little bit about the movie, uh, it turns out and we've talked about this before. Constantine City of Demons was that show that went up on CWC. Was it? That animated one with Matt Ryan, who's returning in, in this. And I guess this is why it says the movie so specifically at, at the title screen of the trailer. Huh. Uh, so I, I assume it's some sort of film conclusion to that one season. Because the City of Demons only had one season. That would so, make sense. Yeah. Uh, something to maybe wrap that all up. Kind of like Firefly and Serenity. Yeah, especially because Constantine is joining Legends of Tomorrow as a regular character. Also, again, portrayed by Matt Ryan, who's just... He's our quintessential Constantine at this point. You can't really have one without the other now because of how well he performed in the live action. He nailed it. Everything I thought Constantine would be, like, he personified as best you can for, like, a PG CW show. And then, so they, what, he was in an episode of Arrow? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was in one episode of Arrow, one or two episodes of Arrow. And it was great in it. Two episodes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the animated short, so it's like... He's Constantine. He's Constantine, as at least as far as Warner Brothers is concerned at this point. Which um, is they should just bring. The, I, I I really hope what they're doing with Legends of Tomorrow, and I like I totally agree with putting him on that team because that's just going to be a lot of fun oh, right yeah. there. But what I think they're doing is they're field testing him again with audiences and seeing how audiences respond to Legends of Tomorrow based on his inclusion, and then maybe. Might just get a second season. I feel like we will. And you know what they should do? They should just to stick by their guns with City of Demons. Just go like, it's season three, because City of Demons was season two. It doesn't have to make sense. Just suck a dick. <laughs> uh, I can get on board with that. Yeah, that would be, that would be really cool. Uh, let's move on to the news, though. We got some updates on Pokemon Let's Go. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of trailers that hit, which uh, one was American, one Japanese. And we got an idea some more what's going to be in the game. First off, uh, Jesse and James, they're in there. Can't wait for that. That looks awesome. I really kind of want voice acting in this one just to hear that it would be nice but it looks like that's not going to be the case it I looks know. like it's going to be all text box again but it, for something like that mm-hmm. now is Meowth there I have to assume I hope <laughs> we didn't see him did we yeah because there was so, a little bit of a battle sequence with them they used the coughing and the Atkins you know the classic Pokemon for them uh, but no didn't see Meowth at all so maybe maybe they're gonna keep that a little secret tucked in their back pocket and be oh, like yeah, they're they're gonna do their little uh, spiel yeah. and then it'll be me now that's right and he just pops in it's it's been stated a few times that this is largely based off of Pokemon Yellow. Yeah. So, do you remember Meowth being a part of their situation? I think he was one of the Pokemon that they used, but you I never saw him Pokemon, with them. But he wasn't like a a member. 
Yeah, it wasn't like your Pikachu that would run around with you. Wait, which was they should have done that. They should have had Meowth just running around with Jesse and James, like like Pikachu runs but around with you. Was he even part of this? Because I know Giovanni I had Persian. had Persian. No, I'm pretty sure because uh, they would use Coughing, Ekans, and Meowth. Uh, like early in the game, that was their three, and then I okay. think they get a couple later. Uh, if you know, listener, uh, comment down below if you know for sure. I mean, we could probably Google it, but, nah, fuck it. Why would we Google it when <laughs> we have such knowledgeable, amazing listeners? Right? The Illustrious 10 is on this. They got us. Uh, we also got some more movement animations. Two I wanted to note specifically were Venusaur, which is just awesome that he hops like a toad. <laughs> I think that's just super fucking cool well, I mean, and funny. The the whole... Bulbasaur, Ivasaur, Venusaur, they are based on toads. Yeah, yeah. So... And so it's only appropriate, and uh, I'm just glad to see it in action for the first time. Uh, And then the other one that caught my eye was Starmie. Starmie just kind of floats and spins behind you. It's a little wild. Hmm. It just tells me that, like, every Pokemon's gonna get their own special treatment when it comes to being your partner Pokemon following you around and shit. See, uh, with, with Starmie, I can kind of understand that because you never, you never really see Staryu or Starmie just like standing there. Like in the show, I, I remember the the battle in the pool. Yeah, they're standing on the platform, but anytime they did anything other than water gun, they weren't just standing there. They could cartwheel. You could assume they could cartwheel. Oh yeah, that would have been interesting. So. Uh, while, while we're on the topic of Starmie and Staryu, is a Starmie just we're not... two Staryu that got stuck in oh, sex? I thought we were going to do, is Staryu gray or purple? No. Because that was an argument I had with someone once. No. <laughs> I think it's purple. but It's purple. It's purple. Uh, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> that is weird, because it does kind of look like that's the case. Yeah. Uh, you know, listener, go comment down below. Tell what do you us think? what you think. Yeah. Uh, we also got to look at Lieutenant Surge's gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as noted in one of the videos we watched, though, uh, the trash cans are blue and red. Two of the trash cans are blue and red. And the reason that's got me upset is because I don't want them to take that puzzle out. The puzzle of Lieutenant Surge's gym. You remember that? Well, now see, here's my thinking on that is maybe they're going to kind of combine a Koga gym kind of thing mm. with this and have some kind of wall system to where you eh. can't just walk up to it. That would be a little cheap, though. Like, because, to do I mean, that, it, I mean, because be you're, Koga's gym. Yeah, you're going to have to do that in Koga's gym, too. Or so. maybe it's just going to be one of those, like, here's the trash cans, but there are, like... They're going to add invisible, like, electric fields or something to where you mm. have to maneuver through to get Maybe. to them. Uh, I just I, don't I want them to make it... That. I just don't want to make it dumb and easy. Right. Like, you know, give us the challenge, you know. Give the kids the challenge. You don't need to smooth this out for them. They can figure it out. If they can yeah. figure out Fortnite, they can figure out this. Right? Uh, we also got to look at the SSN. I am excited to get inside mm-hmm. that thing, man, because... I'm excited looks... to get inside Anne. Oh, yes. Ah, oh, that sweet sea mistress Anne. But, uh... Full of all it, that, it looks all huge. semen. <laughs> 
Anne, Anne is, the SS Anne is huge, as we got to see in the trailer and stuff. So it just, what's got me excited is, like, how big is it going to be on the inside? Like, running around that thing is going to be way more fun than it was back in the day right. in the old handhold. You have, like, your little, like, your line rooms. <laughs> yeah. Line Like, yeah. that, that's all there was. This, if it's... It was going to be how I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like you're going to have like a full-on yacht experience. That that would be real fun. I can't wait for that. And uh, the biggest reveal of these trailers, I think, is Mega Evolution. Yeah. Something I'm very surprised to see in this, although there are plenty of uh, Pokemon with Mega Evolutions in the Ooh, first yeah. gen. It just didn't seem like they were really going to deal with that at all and now, this, here it is this also leads you to think okay this is going to be the first uh i guess you could call it next gen pokemon game mm-hmm. because this is on a new system update and all that could they instead of releasing uh you know an annual game or something like that do like what they've been doing say for pokemon go mm-hmm. and just release updates for the game that add like the next well or, hell even for like ten dollars get the next region and the pokemon for and that we, region we actually flirted with that like so many times like getting to this point because there were so many little hints and drops and every time there was we would sit there and be like what do you want to see in the game we've right. done we've got to run the gambit uh, gambit on that but i think with this, it's more of a situation like, here's a taste. Like, Pokemon Go is a big thing. Here's a game to go with Pokemon Go. And to give you an idea of what we're doing moving forward with console. Because they do have that secret project yep. set for next year. And so I have to assume, like, that is either Gen 8, Gen 9, whatever they're on now... That's going to be the next generation, or it's going to be something like what you just said, where it's going to be first gen, and then... Almost like you, an expansion. You buy expansions to, to get into See, the next gen either, and this gen. Either way, either way they do that, even like every six months they release... Okay, so we have the Kanto region, and six mm-hmm. months we get Johto. Yeah. Uh, six months after that we get whatever the fuck the next one was, and like we just... Hoenn. I think. Yeah, the Hoenn yeah. region. And, you know, it just keeps progressing with right. generation, that would be uh, location, and all really that. really awesome. And especially if it... And I'm, I'm starting to give up hope for this because I honestly don't think it's going to happen. But especially if it is a full-on open-world, like, yes. Pokemon like, RPG. You have your... And the thing is, it's like everywhere you go, mm-hmm. like each expansion you go, you start over. Yeah. But all of your Pokemon... Ah, like, I don't even think well, you should start over. I think maybe, your data should translate. Uh, okay, maybe not necessarily start over, but it's like, okay, in the Kanto region, that's the Kanto computer system. Mm-hmm. So you have your Pokedex that registers all the, all Pokemon, like you update your Pokedex, right. but the computer systems, you can't, you can't take like your level... 80 Pokemon from the Kanto region into the Johto region hmm. and start a brand new quest there going up against a level 13 Well, they could just adjust gen. the, like, it could have some sort of adjustment system in it that like, it acknowledges like here's where you are, here's what we need to make, the wild Pokemon and shit like that, but even more than that, what, like, I mean, okay cause like in Skyrim if you see a giant off in the distance, you have the opportunity to, like, walk away. The giant doesn't just, whoop, 
pop out. And with this Pokemon Let's Go game, it seems like that there are going to be no random encounters. They're going to be right there on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. So what I would like to see is like a full on 3d, like it doesn't have to be like Skyrim graphics. It could be like cute cartoonish type graphics, but I want like a full on RPG open world thing to where like you're running through the woods. You see a fucking, uh, Victor bell all the way off in the distance. Like you, you have the decision whether you want to go up and, and check that thing out, battle it, whatever. Or avoid it, you know? Like, like that I can understand. Yeah. What I was mean is like, I want that. lock out the Pokemon. Yeah, I know. Or, that would be so shitty, though. But like, What's but the then, point? Like, then just make a new game. Well, like, fuck it. What's the point in having it as an expansion if you can't expand into it? It, almost, it would almost take the fun out of the expansions. Yeah. Because if you go in... No, like, if you can take, like, your level 100 Charizard... Into a level one, essentially, starting area. Because there's not going to be much of a way... Because the Pokemon are what level? So unless they, like, lock out... Like, you can't bring Pokemon above level no, 15 No, I mean, okay. Gym, I, something like that. I fully understand what you're saying. Like, I'm not confused or anything. I'm just saying, okay. what's the fucking point? Like, what... Like, if you're not going to be able to use these Pokemon until you beat that next region... Like, what's the point in having them? Like, they're just shit taking up space at that point. Like, you know, you also have to consider, like, do you have a partner Pokemon? Like, is that gonna not going to be able to come? Like, what Like what? What would be the point in, when you could just, they could just make a whole other game and then you go buy that? Because there's no reason not to have those Pokemon with you. Or, no no or, sensible no, game would I, have you go to another region. Gym and badges. Then, yeah. Fucking gym badges. If you don't have the badge from, like, the starting area, you have to have the gym badges of that region for mm. Pokemon of whatever level to obey you. Just like it is... So, if yeah, you but trade it, me a level 75, yeah, but and I haven't gotten, like, a badge to control it's that... It's the same thing. It, it's it's the same thing. Like, okay, you can bring your Pokemon over, but all of a sudden, now they're not going to listen to you? Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense either. Again, what's the point? So they would have to utilize the Pokemon of that region where like, you're at. It, like, I, I think it would be so much simpler for them to just program the game to acknowledge the level that you're at. Or maybe even, like, so much so that it's not as easy to go and grind and get your Pokemon to level 100 in, like, six months, you know? like And maybe if you have, you only have, like, one or two, and the rest mm-hmm. are all still, like... Straggling behind, but oh I think God, it should be easier. Just share thing now. Yeah, I, well, they could always take that out of the game. Yeah, but I think it would just be easier if they programmed it to do the math and it's like, okay, you're starting this new region. Your Pokemon are all like level thirty to sixty, so we're gonna raise the levels of the gyms and the wild encounters and shit like that. See, that would just, I, would, I, I feel I like the programming be, would be easier. Well, I would be all for that, but yeah. that would, I, I feel like that would require more programming on their end. I don't, I don't see why, because it's all just, out. it's just the math. It's just math. It's just programming math into it. That's it. Rather than like building an entire system to lock out Pokemon or change the demeanors of individual Pokemon, like it, it, that just sounds more complicated than like let's make the system do math. I don't know. I'm not a programmer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know which one's easier. 
All right. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, but either way, I'm excited for the upcoming game. Oh yeah, I'm excited for whatever's coming in 2019. Like I already paid. Uh, fucking what $300 for a console so I'm in the lurch now uh, moving on from there Disney uh, gave us a lot of streaming service info recently and uh, we got a lot of articles that came out covering some of this stuff uh, things that are coming to the service was one of the stuff uh, some of this was already known but some was not and so i'm going to go ahead and go through a little bit of a list here we've got an adaptation of the novel star girl anna kendrick's uh comedy called noel don't know anything about that uh the live action remakes of dumbo lady and the tramp and the sword in the stone are projected to be on there uh a television series based on monsters inc and one based on high school musical John Favreau's Star Wars series, which will be exclusive to the platform. Captain Marvel and Avengers 4 are also said to be on the platform at launch. And, uh, of course, select titles from, like, the deeper Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars lineup and stuff. Yeah. Uh, However, two things were said that are definitely not going to be on the platform, and that's any of their R-rated properties, or any Star Wars films released in twenty nine or released in twenty nineteen and prior due to the current deal with Netflix that they have. So they gotta pretty much wait for that to peter out and not renew it before they can put it on their own stuff. So I don't know how long that's gonna well, take see, them. That kinda makes you wonder, is that Netflix deal would that be more beneficial for them to continue that and have like these Films well, and series and stuff through there, or would they make more money having it on their own? No, service? I think Star Wars is such a big pull and property for them that it would be more beneficial to bring it over to their platform rather mm-hmm. than continue to let Netflix have it. So, like, let's say they have Netflix doing it and all people want are Star Wars stuff. And this is like an extreme idea. All people want are Star Wars stuff. Why would they ever move over to the Disney platform for their Star Wars stuff when they could just get it right there on Netflix? So by pulling everything back and making it exclusive to their platform, they're raising potential for sales. That's true. Now, what what do you think they'll do with the uh, like the Netflix Marvel? Well, because they said they're not going to bring anything R rated over, that means to me that they're going to be watching like probably some PG thirteen stuff too. They're they're going to make it more family friendly. I say I don't think Jessica Jones or Luke Cage could make the cut. Yeah, no, no. So I honestly I think this gives us hope for the Marvel Netflix shows because there was that big question Netflix. like yeah. what are they going to do with them you know we do know we're supposed to be getting Daredevil season three Iron Fist uh, season two is right around the corner mm-hmm. and so we've got those locked in but we got no news outside of that and so I think it's safe to say that they're going to continue and they're going to stay on Netflix just with everything that's been going on I would hope so and because it wouldn't make much sense to move them because they are Netflix original series. Right. Like, that's been their big advertisement shtick. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, yeah, and and they even have The Punisher. That's that's not... That doesn't belong on a family-friendly Disney service. So, So, so I'm... uh, 
I'm pretty confident in saying that the Netflix Marvel shows are going to stay Netflix yeah, Marvel shows. I, I think that's a safe bet. Um, Disney CEO Bob Iger also announced that the service is available late 2019, so it's it's coming up. It, that's not too far away. Uh, and that it'll likely be cheaper to Netflix due to the lower volume of content. So that's got me pretty excited. Like, we already got great news with the DC Universe streaming service. Like, that being $7.99 blew us away. I'd say it'll be anywhere from $5 to $8. If if it's said to be cheaper, if we got the CEO saying it'll likely be cheaper, which is not him saying it definitely will, but honestly, like, if they go above 7 bucks, like, they're already contending that statement. So I think they're going to shoot for anywhere between... Uh, five and seven. Yeah, because I mean, I know Netflix now is almost twelve bucks a month. Yeah. So if they if they want to compete with the DC service, which is you know they're offering a lot of similar type of content and stuff like that, minus the shop, uh, the and comics that DC is boasting for eight bucks a month, mm-hmm. I could see them staying in like the five to seven range. Because of, as he said, the lower volume of content. Yeah. And with the way they bend their customers over a barrel on the Disney Movie Club, which (laughs) I know firsthand, uh, you know what? You could ease up a little bit there, Disney. Let's make it five bucks. Come on. Cool five bucks and you got me for sure. Like, you know what? Not even, not four ninety nine, five. Just five. Just five even. I'll even give you. I'll give you the extra penny. I don't care. Just let's make it five even. Let's call it a day. Cool, Lincoln. Uh, <laughs> uh, as a side note to this story, though, there was other uh, pretty cool Disney news, and uh, the Wall Street Journal actually reported on this that Disney intends to release every Fox film completed or in production at the time of the acquisition. Uh, the newspaper's sources contend that Disney will likely take over Fox's biggest franchises like Avatar and the X-Men and scale back production on the pricier features, but there's no details on what those features are yet. So I, I'd say like things like oh. The Simpsons that are a part of this deal, like they're probably going to do something with that, but something like may, let's say they got the rights to Futurama too, and they're probably not going to deal with it. No. There's no, they probably have no reason to. Which kind of gives you, like how we talked about Matt Groening's new show, not being aired on regular TV. I think that's yeah. kind of a, a good thing for him now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, this could, this deal could be him stepping away from any Fox related property after this point. Like, I mean, there's always going to be the Matt Groening style. Mm hmm. Uh, which is evident in Disenchanted, or Disenchantment, or whatever it's called. <laughs> but but still, like uh, I could honestly see this being the end of Matt Gra- uh, Groening being a part of The Simpsons. Yeah. I think that this, this could be his I mean, out. Without him, what are The Simpsons, though? Mm, better, like 15 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> At least if you ask him, I haven't watched The a new Simpsons episode in uh, nigh on a decade at least. Uh, it's been a while. <laughs> uh, the Simpsons movie was one of the, the last Simpsons, Simpsons movie. things I've yeah. seen. Which uh, I heard news that they're going to be talking about a Simpsons uh, sequel too. Really? Yeah. I'd watch that. Yeah, sure. Why not? I also heard a Bob's Burgers movie is in the works. So Live action? 
Probably not. Damn. <laughs> I kind of want to see it translated into live action. You know, no you, you can see H. John Benjamin dressed up like Bob. Like, I can totally see him in that role really live can. action. Uh, the problem, though, is that a lot of the females on the show are voiced by men. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, there's where you run into a bit of a hiccup. Uh, and they're all voiced by adults, so the children are, like, completely have to be recast. So now, let's go ahead and make that anime. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, just dress every, all of the voice actors like their characters. <laughs> It'll be like an awesome Powers movie. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Uh, we also got a few updates on the whole James Gunn situation. Mm-hmm. Not so much uh, progress on his part, just some more people speaking out on his behalf. Uh, starting with Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillan, Bradley Cooper, Vin Diesel, Sean Gunn, Palm Kalamentif. I think that's how you say it. Clementif? Clementif. Uh, she plays Mantis. Oh. Uh, and Michael Rooker, uh, all signing a joint statement. Uh, we're going to include a link below to the full thing, but I did grab a little bit of a paraphrased version here uh, that I'd like to read off of you. The, the statement says in parts, We fully support James Gunn. We are not here to defend his jokes of many years ago, but rather to share our experience having spent many years together on set making Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. The character he has shown in the wake of his firing is consistent with the man he was every day on set, and his apology now and from years ago when first addressing these remarks we believe is from the heart, a heart we all know, trust, and love. Uh, Chris Pratt also wrote on Twitter accompanying this statement that, and I quote, he would personally love to see him reinstated as the director of Volume 3. However, Dave Bautista (laughs) took it a few steps further in the days to follow. Now, he's been very outspoken since Uh this happened. And he went out and uh, tweeted on the 5th of August, uh, and I quote, I will do what I'm legally obligated to do, but Guardians without James Gunn is not what I signed up for. Guardians of the Galaxy without James Gunn just isn't Guardians of the Galaxy. It's also pretty nauseating to work for someone who'd empower a smear campaign by fascist cyber Nazis. Now, what he means by (laughs) cyber Nazis is he's referring to the alt-right provocateur Mike uh, Cernovich, who uncovered these old tweets. He's the, the guy that got this whole thing started. Right. Then Batista told Shortlist in an interview, and I'm paraphrasing this one also, nobody just defending his tweets. Chris Pratt wanted time to pray and figure it out, but I was more like, fuck this, this is bullshit. <laughs> if Marvel doesn't use the script, then I'm going to ask them to release me from my contract, cut me out, or recast me. I'd be doing James a disservice if I didn't. And according to Deadline's anonymous sources, even Marvel is trying to persuade Disney to rehire Gunn as director of Guardians 3. Um, now, my question for, in the face of all these updates, how confident are you that Disney is going to cave? Honestly, with everything going on, with, uh, with what we've discussed before, you right. know, Disney had to have done their homework. And everything else with the backlash that they're receiving from right. all this, not just from fans, but from the actors that are a one part of the more of this recent. Movie. One of the more <clears throat> recent tweets is from like right right before he got the job doing Guardians, so yeah. they had to have known. And he made an apology at that time 
for those for those tweets. So they had to have known. There's no way they exactly. didn't. Hell, his first apology was probably like insisted upon by Disney. <laughs> like they're that like, look, we're guess. willing to do this with you, but you gotta you gotta shut this shit down. So, but realizing the the kind of backlash that they're receiving very publicly, mm-hmm. you know, okay, these were brought to their attention by this guy or whatever, you know, not until his, like, firing did we hear anything about any of this. <clears throat> now, what's strange here, though, is that usually it's the the more hateful voices that are the loudest like you usually hear the bad take over top of anything uh, empowering or good uh, or like people being on the side of someone usually like something like this you would be lost in a sea of people hating james Mm -hmm. gunn but it seems to be the opposite way around exactly now my question about that is is that motivated by how much people love the guardians movies or is it motivated by what people actually think about james gunn uh, I can see it being a bit of both because you know, as Batista said, Guardians Three is not going to be a Guardians. Right, and I've had James that Gun. feeling since the news <clears throat> came out. You know, but leading up to this, you didn't hear anything about it. It just happened. It, the well, news came out. You heard about it a bit back in 2012, but like at this point, but that right, was yeah. like it was all. But it was done. Amazing. It was over with. So yeah. now it's like, okay, well, these were uncovered. James Gunn's gone. It, it was it. Right. Felt like it was that quick this it time. It was around. that quick. It so, really was. So now it's feeling like Disney made a very rash decision mm. based on a very small group of people coming to them. And it wasn't even. I didn't see anything in the public about like these tweets being brought up or anything like that. Just the article that James Gunn has been fired because of these tweets mm-hmm. that were made several years ago. Well, now, but no, yeah, it was <laughs> like the whole reason I got started was because Mike Cernovich like dropped that shit on Twitter and like, right that so, it was his his way of trying to take down someone exactly for whatever reason. So I don't know this one person kind of dropped this and it happened so quick. Now I think Disney is going to start seeing that they fucked up mm-hmm. and they have angered a lot more people yeah. and are standing to lose a lot of revenue from and, the Guardians movie. And if these anonymous anonymous sources are correct and and even Marvel like mm-hmm. it's one thing for the cast like the cast wants them to come back sure that's fine it's a, it's a whole lesser thing even because like I mean look at how much hate the last Jedi is getting and like Disney is like fuck you like, yeah. deal with it it's there yeah. uh, so even the the fans rallying for him is obviously on such a lower level for for Disney but with Marvel the studio actually going to bat if that's true then yeah I could see them turning this yeah. around because really. Disney probably doesn't want to look weak. They don't want to make a decision and then immediately dial it back. Although they are fucking Disney. So even if they dialed this one back, they don't ever have to dial another thing back if they don't want to. They don't have to dial this back. It seems like it's all on Disney. Like, what is is. Disney going to do? And the thing is, it's like, like we've talked before. Mm -hmm. This happened. But the racist crows are still all <laughs> the there. The racist crows are still in Dumbo. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
Uh, every version on DVD in your children's collection. Yep. The racist crows are right there. Where's that at, Disney? Hmm? Cinderella is not that great of a... Like, the whole morals behind Cinderella is like, all she needs is for someone to give her everything and then a rich man sweep her off her feet. Like, that's why her life sucks. It's not because of, like, this horrible slave-owning bitch of a stepmother. <laughs> no, it's because she doesn't have everyone handing shit to her. She's a right. pretty girl. Things need to be handed to her. That's what that's like one of the core story elements of like whatever more advertised <laughs> characters. You know? Uh, so, I don't know. That's not comparable to yeah. like pedophile but, uh, jokes, I, I but can... still... I, I can see I can see James Gunn getting reinstated. I, I can see that he, happening. He's made too. several now, apologies. Now, if he doesn't, what do you think about Dave Bautista's stuff? Like, Dude, I, I think, think he's I think he's gonna bounce. I think he needs to dial it the fuck back because like I I feel like he's honest when he says like he yeah. wants if they don't even use the script because that's all he's like bottom of the line. We have to use that script. Is his thing. Like, it's not even, like, obviously he wants James to come back, but the statement accompanying, I want to either be let out of my contract, cut me out of release, uh, or uh, recast me, that's in response to the script. They have to use the script. And so there's something that I'm a little concerned about because we need Drax in these movies, too. If we're not going to get James Gunn, we need Drax. Well... And there again, if if they use the script, mm-hmm. that's going to be great. If he ends up staying on and James Gunn doesn't come back, I don't think we're going to get as good of a performance. Even with the same well, script, not, we won't get as These are all professionals. Like, right. And maybe Batista phones it in a little bit, but everyone else is still going to bring their A game. Uh, really, and I don't see them recasting him at all. No, Disney, they couldn't. Disney after, or, yeah, well, Disney, Marvel Studios, after they established that this is a universe, the MCU is a thing, they started, like, contracting background extras as, you are now waiter number two forever in the Marvel Universe. You will never show up as a villain. You're never going to be a superhero. This is your character in this universe now. Mm-hmm. and Which kind of makes you... A little disappointed in the fact that Bruce Campbell was... Bruce Campbell was actually a few different things. That's in the Raimi movies, though. They're not connected to any of this. I know, but what if they end up connecting them because a later acquisition of Sony no, that's, and then no, they turn no, around no, and make no, no, Bruce no, no, Campbell no. mysterious. Then what would be... You're... No, you're... Anyway. Anyway. But, Tom yeah. Holland is Spider Man. Like that would make no fucking sense. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's yeah, all just like, forget they, you said that. They have recast what? Two early, early on, they recast a few things like uh, like Thanos. They eventually yeah. recast for uh, Josh recast Brolin. Him. They recast War Machine. They recast. Um, the Hulk, and those are the big three. I don't think they're the only ones, but any recasting has been done early on, and now yeah. they're like very locked in. Like so if the they're going to do, there are set. So if they're going to do anything, they're not going to do costly cut arounds of Drax. They're going to no. just fucking let him go if that's what it comes down to. 
you know, who knows how that's going to go. But honestly, I think, I think dude needs to pull it back a bit, man. I love Batista. I love Drax in these movies, but you just need to rein your fucking self in just a little bit. Cause you're fucking with Disney here. Like you're trying to take on Disney and Disney isn't the fucking WWE champion. They're, they're going to own your ass. <laughs> Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. But moving on, something that interesting is, is a keyword is a keyword in and uh, guys, this is a little like out there for us. Usually, do we do a separate sort of our review, but uh, we're gonna inject this into the episode this time, guys. This is sort of our review for Nickelodeon's Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the show we have covered a little news on and we have not been kind to. <laughs> at within, <laughs> and we're not gonna uh, start within the thir- first thirty-five seconds. I found something I hated. And it's the animation movement. Oh, yeah. I don't like how, like, it's kind of like it was made like the old school South Park episodes, but also with computers. (laughs) Like, it looks like it was made with stop motion paper and computers. Just all around, like, character look. uh, Like, just that first opening, the little fucking animal thing running. Yeah. The way that everyone looks. Little cat thing. I think they named it Mayhem. I have no idea. I shows how much you paid attention. <laughs> you want you know how important I deemed this? I watched it while I was pooping this morning. Come on, man. Well, okay, but you were watching it. Yeah, yeah, I was watching right. it. Okay, well, still, you were <laughs> like, well, why waste time on this individually? I can multitask here. I mean, um, I was multitasking. No, I, like, there was something I did like. I liked the newish personality traits of the Turtles. Like, I mean, we've got iterations of the Turtles. If we want to go back on them in comic yeah. book form, in movie form, in show form, multiple times. Like, there are versions of the Turtles out there for us to love, and nobody's taken that away from us. So, if they have to be a little different, if they have to retool them, okay, fine. At least the personality traits work, but... Still, I overall dislike them as characters. See, it's, here's one of my biggest issues with them. Okay, the... Uh, I, I appreciated the fact that it made it look like they were going in to stop whatever was happening on this rooftop, but yeah. instead they were just jumping into a pool. Yeah, I thought, like, that was, like, that was one moment where I was like, okay, we might That's be off to a good start here. That yeah. seems fun. Everything that happened after that was just downhill. Mm-hmm. But the fight, when, like, the two guys transformed into the big demon-y whatever At the, the construction site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, okay, so they're kind of getting their ass kicked because they seem to have... Oh, by the way, this is, like, total spoilers. If you haven't seen the episode, we don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to watch any more of it. Uh, Probably not. We don't care if you hear good or bad about the, yeah. it's It's bad. But these, okay, so these guys change, and they start attacking, and the turtles are just useless. Like, the one oh, guy yeah. grabs Michelangelo, and Michelangelo just beats the shit out of himself with his nunchucks. Yeah, he's trying to hit this guy, and all he does is he keeps, like, whacking himself in the back and uh, of the head and shit. He's just fucking himself up like he's never used nunchucks yeah. before. And, like, Leo, he's like, I don't need my swords. I still have my rad moves. Yeah. Or something Yeah, like he that. breaks his swords, like, when the like and first then, two seconds of the fight. Like, and, and who is it? It's Mikey and Raph. 
And they're like, Mikey, ninja mode, or something like that. And they, like, slink back into the shadows. I'm like, okay, that's... Yeah, see, we're, we're on to something that. here. And then they're just hiding behind the little, like, steel... Like, Wrath is yeah. huge. Yeah. And he's hiding behind, like, a narrow steel beam. And there's still, like, like, there's still plenty of light on him and shit. Yeah. yeah like, and, like, they're not full like, out in the light. from one. It's like... Yeah. Well, that's just stupid. Yeah, it, it's... I overall just dislike them as characters. Like, if this, if they were trained, if they were the Ninja Turtles with these new personality traits, it would work. But they're not. They're fucking buffoons. They're, like, the dumbest teenagers ever. They're the kind of kids, like, if you had to equate them to human teenagers, you don't want these assholes around your daughter. No. You don't. These, these boys are fucking going nowhere, and you just need to distance everything you know from them. Uh, and it's... Not necessarily their fault, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but I did want to say, Donnie is the only one who gets on my yeah. good side from time to time. I, like, if I had to pick one that's my favorite in this group, it's Donatello. Mm-hmm. He is, he's actually better than other Donatellos. Yeah. In the way that, like, sometimes, like, he doesn't necessarily have a handle on his staff because it's, a, a like, some sort of titanium machine with, like, jet power in it or something jet hammers on the end and occasionally his calculations are off and maybe his machine doesn't work kind of like donatello is but more often than not yeah he's dead on the money he's he's like made something cool like he recognizes he he seems to be the most uh i don't want to say like level-headed or he's got more common sense than the rest he has a lot more common sense and he he's not Obviously, he's Donatello. He's not stupid, yeah. but he's not stupid. But he's not the. He's also not the leader. He's a follower. His right. brothers are going off to do this thing. He's going to go do that thing too. And that's that. That is also a teenager thing, right. like that, like falling into the wrong crowd. Donatello has fallen into the wrong crowd. Yes, <laughs> I feel and, fucking sorry that these other turtles are going to drag him down. Going away from the turtles for just a second, Splinter. They... And that's that's where I say it may not necessarily be the turtles' fault because fuck Splinter right? and this whole fucking thing. Like, and we only got to see him a little bit. Maybe this will like change. Maybe this will change in other episodes. We'll never know. But we'll what we really did won't. see was that he is lazy. He is verbally abusive. Uh, he's just a fucking asshole who hasn't taught them anything. He, he is your stereotypical, like, drunk asshole uncle who sits in his recliner and yells at everyone He's been burdened with the, the task of raising these turtles. It's not his duty or anything. It's just some bullshit that got thrust on him is the, the feeling I get here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely hate Splinter. Like, and, and like, and I'll I'll take a few points off of the turtles for that. They mm-hmm. obviously come from like a broken, uh, you know, attention devoid home and shit. So of course they're gonna act out and not be that knowledgeable and shit. It's not like they actually go to high school. So what the fuck do they know? You know. Uh, so I'm I'm a little sympathetic to why the turtles are such fuck ups, but at the same time. Fuck that. That should never be a thing in the Turtles. I don't ever want to see the alternate reality version of the Turtles where Splinter was a dick. Like, 
I mean, maybe extra hard on them, kind of like he is in the other version of the Nickelodeon, the other Nickelodeon yeah. teenage. He's really hard on them. He's very stern and stuff, mm-hmm. and he's got a lighter side to him. But he's strict, and he he makes sure his boys are learning through failure sometimes. Yeah, and just he's a good father and stuff. Just a strict father. That that's the only kind of dick splinter I want is like a stern one. But, God, this, uh, this I could go on and on about how much I hate this player. Let's talk about a character I actually really liked, April. Did, uh, yeah. How'd you feel April, about April? Like, outside of, like, some of the differences, she seems to be a lot younger than yeah. we used to April being. You know, obviously there's an ethnic, ethnical, ethnicity difference, uh, which this is the first time we've ever seen April anything but... A, a white middle-aged, white. Well, uh, no, because she, well, she was, was younger. The... She was younger in the last iteration. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, but still, she was a white redhead, and now yeah. she is a black girl. Yeah, she's and... like a younger black girl. I'm gonna put her between like 12 and 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I she's kind that. of there in the same age range as the turtles. I guess you yeah. could look at, it. but. Uh, as far as what she said, what she did, and what she appeared to be capable of was kind of what you wanted to see out of the Turtles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, now, she does have her idiotic moments, and she does, like, it, it, she barely does much when she does anything, but she, like, the voice actress, at least, has comedic timing. Yes. And that's something that's missing from the Turtles, is, like, one, there's too many damn jokes. And when there is one that's legitimately funny, it falls flat because they don't deliver it well enough. Whereas April, like, when she's awesome, you enjoy it. When she's funny, you laugh. Like, I actually enjoyed her for what she is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it makes her definitely stand out. She was very uh, brazen and headstrong. Um, which, I mean, we... We usually get that from April. Yeah, so she yeah, that's a typical a April good trait. April personality, but it's like she she seems pretty fearless mm-hmm. already. Now another character that I enjoyed, Baron Draxum, which mm-hmm. uh, we've talked about before, voiced by John Cena. He was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't hate that. And you, if you don't know that it's John Cena doing the voice, mm-hmm. you're not really going to pick up on it. No, not really. And he's got this, uh, and it's probably the most interesting thing about the whole episode, is that they seem to be building some sort of story with Baron Draxon being responsible for the turtle's mutation, and that there's a deeper plot and meaning there. And if there was anything that got me to watch the show again, get me to check out episode two, it would be that. Yeah. Like, Whatever that is, I kind of just want to see that with better turtles. <laughs> like, can we just stop this now and then go back and start doing the other Nickelodeon iteration with this character? Like, I want that villain this, with those other turtles. This story, those turtles. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm still a huge advocate for the uh, Nickelodeon show that actually had a really great run. It ran for years. It, it was, did. It and, was good. And, and that, I love it. I love that story. It it doesn't treat kids like they're stupid, while at the same time there's relatable things going on that any like 
12 to 15 year old kid could like really pick up on and stuff yeah it's it's a great show if you haven't seen it please check out that other nickelodeon ninja <laughs> turtle show this if you want to it premieres on nickelodeon september 17th uh you can actually check out the first episode for free on youtube now I guess I'll leave a link in the description if you if you really want to put yourself through it. It's there. Yeah. Uh, do with it what you see fit. Yeah. If you just want to go on there and bash everyone on the comments. Even if you just jump over to hit the dislike button. like yeah, That's cool, too. Go give it a thumbs down. I, I didn't I, even notice what it's I like didn't up and down it. votes and were. It, yeah, I didn't look either. I was like, oh, okay, well, now I'm done with that. Yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, I didn't bother rating it at all. Uh, it's not worth my time. <laughs> nope. Nope. It's, so it's not worthy of a rating. No. Uh, you know what is worthy of a rating? That's a terrible fucking segue. But it's time for the phone booth news. It's time for the news. The phone booth news. That's right, everyone. It's time for the phone booth news where we try to give you all the extra news that can't fit into the regular show faster than Deadpool can change his clothes, which gives us, uh, well, gives me three minutes, 45 seconds. Uh, okay, Odal, you got the timer up there? Clock starts now. No, don't do that yet. Okay, fine. Did you actually start it? I did. I, I was did. clearing my throat. I'm trying to get the spit out because it's going to build up during... <clears throat> Alright, whenever yeah. you're ready. In video game news, Bethesda announced Fallout 76 Beta will be a full game in its entirety and all progress made will transfer to the final game. Following Dragon Ball Fighters Z, or however you want to say it, tournament at EVO 2018, Bandai Namco introduced Cooler as the next character to join the game's roster. In comics news, Scott Snyder has confirmed he'll be writing Justice League for at least 50 issues. In TV news, Netflix's VP Cindy Holland confirmed the third season of Stranger Things is coming next summer, uh, 2019. Netflix also announced the October 26th premiere date for The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Walking Dead co-star Tom Paine has confirmed season 9 will pick up one and a half years after season 8. Warner Brothers has greenlit a reboot of ALF, the title character expected to blend the... Ah, Fuck, there's, there's no way. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we okay. have a technical error during the We, we do. We have hit the pause button, uh, which means I'm still going to lose a few seconds. I'm not editing any of this out, as typical. My laptop <clears throat> keyboard has been problematic and now injects ones into... Everything, unless I do a series of events that's really fucking annoying. So now I am erasing a bunch of ones from said document. Uh, bear with us here for a second. You know what? I'm just going to reopen the script. That's what I'm going to do here. That's the smartful. Oh my god, this is fucking awful. Jesus goddamn Christ. Uh, anyway. <laughs> None, has a none of this would be happening if someone hadn't spilled beer all over their computer one All day. those many fucking episodes ago. I don't remember what that was. I think it was serious shit that that I happened. It was. Yeah, okay. 
All right. Uh, start me back up here. And resume. Warner Brothers has greenlit a reboot of ALF with the title character expected to blend uh, be a blend of live action and CGI. CBS announced Sir Patrick Stewart will be returning to Star Trek in a new series that follows Picard in the next chapter of his life. The Doom Patrol DC Universe series has cast Jovian Wade as Vic Stone, a.k.a. Cyborg, and Diane Guerrero as Crazy Jane, a hero whose 64 distinct personalities each have their own superpower. While the CW has uh, found its Batwoman in Orange is the New Black star, Ruby Rose. The Iron Fist Twitter account confirmed the second season will be 10 episodes rather than the Netflix norm of 13, and Iron Fist star Finn, Finn Jones revealed Mike Coulter, who plays Luke Cage, will not appear in season 2. Oh, in movie news, Pokemon the Movie I Choose You has a sequel coming to the U.S. in select theaters in November. Pokemon the Movie The Power of Us will focus on legendary Pokemon Lugia. According to The Hollywood Reporter, due to a Paramount due to Paramount going back on its deals with Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth, both actors have backed out of Star Trek IV, leaving the film's future in question. Hasbro, the new owners of the Power Rangers franchise, is planning a sequel to last year's film. Variety reports Ben Swartz has been cast as the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog in the live-action CGI film. Sony has scrapped the Black Cat and Silver Sable movie in favor of solo films for each character. And Deadline revealed that Warner Brothers and DC are developing a Supergirl film. Girl. And Matt Reeves' Batman film is set to start filming spring 2019, with Ben Affleck set to produce, although it's still not clear if he'll reprise his role. <laughs> In other news, next month, Arrow's Stephen Amell returns to the square circled at the all-in event at the Sears Center Arena, where he'll face wrestling veteran Christopher Daniels, and finally, Jonathan Bollerjack, who is helping with Stan Lee's affairs, told Bleeding Cool to be very clear, Stan is is 100% not doing any conventions slash public signings. In the last few years, his well-being has been compromised by people for monetary gain, and that practice is over. And that is the news. You beat it. I beat it. You so beat now it. I beat it with the bullshit interruption. With all the bullshit. Now, if we'd have kept the time rolling, you'd, uh, yeah, dude's dead. You're eating some cherry Garcia ice cream. Yeah. But, factoring all that out, the phone booth news itself was completed in 3 minutes and 21 seconds. Today. Not bad. Not bad. Knock off, like, it, like there was, like, maybe a 10 second delay there between things fucking up and you actually hitting pause. So, yeah. like, yeah, that would have so. definitely cleared it. Awesome. Sorry about the technical difficulties there, guys. We're doing everything we can. We only have so much money. So, if you'd like to donate a laptop of decent report to subject to chase entertainment leave us a comment on down below and maybe we'll hook something up i don't know what? why i'm doing that like a shock jock radio what? What? hey guys we're taking laptops down here at the subject to change studios bring any laptop all laptops down we'll take them you get them out of your hair we're giving away four tickets to hoobastang yeah <laughs> 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 You know what that means? It's time for the comic book review. Uh, Was that supposed to be like a slide whistle? No, that'd be like... Nope. Couldn't do it. There you go. All right. (laughs) 
Guys, we're moving on to comic books, the thing that brought us to the table. And uh, this week, we're looking at Fantastic Four, number one, just returned. The first family of Marvel is back. Uh, this issue written by Dan Slott, penciling by Sarah Pacelli, inking by Pacelli and Elisabetta D'Amico, uh, colored by Marte Gracia, and lettering by VCs Joe Caramanga. And again, VCs, it, this guy's popped up before. What is VCs? We really need to look into this. We need to figure out what the fuck that means. Um, anyways, let's go ahead and check out the synopsis for this before we get talking about it. Uh, since the end of Secret Wars, there's been a gap in the Marvel Universe, a void no other team can fill, and it's time for the world to move on. But can it? A life-changing decision by the Thing, a monumentous declaration by the Human Torch, a clarion call to arms that summons Doctor Doom, and a signal in the sky that heralds the return of hope to the Marvel Universe. Damn, I just gave myself chills. Right? Like, reading that off. Um... Yeah, guys, we're checking out Fantastic Four number one here. Uh, they're they're making their return. First off, I want to say there is a great tribute to Steve Ditko in the first couple pages mm-hmm. of this issue uh, before it actually kicks off with the story. Really, really enjoyed that. However, this issue does leave me wanting. Uh, I, honestly, I think we could have uh, done without the little subplot with the kids and the flare gun in lieu of seeing what was actually going on with Reed and Susan, uh, which I'm sure they're going to do like in the next issue or maybe subsequent issues past that. But really, just aside from the Ben and Alicia stuff, because I loved that. Like Watching them interact just made me happy. The, the proposal in the book... Uh, sorry if you haven't. Should we do? Do, do we? Do, we almost never do spoil. Say spoilers in this. We really should because we should. this is a pretty new book. Uh, um. Yeah. So whatever spoilers, I guess. Ben Grimm uh, proposes to Alicia in this book. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Which I guess this isn't the first time. Oh, it isn't. In in like. Their history, hmm. uh, I guess this is maybe the in first this continuity they've like been set up to get married. Huh. Uh, so maybe they'll actually get to. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Now, see, we should disclaimer before we we get too deep into this. <laughs> We're not fantastic for our readers. No. Uh, honestly, the team has never been all that interesting. The one issue. The, well, actually, arc. It was like four issues that I did pick up. Was Ultimate Fantastic Four, and it was a story called President Thor. And I picked it up because it was a story called President Thor. So, <laughs> so I'm not, not going to pass that up. And it was actually pretty cool. But yeah, really, unless they've been a part of whatever's going on, like Civil War, Marvel Zombies, Secret Wars, again, like yeah. being brought up. Uh, I've never really taken notice of them and just felt boring. But we had this big return coming. Uh, I was very interested to see what the ramifications of Civil War was for them. Secret and, Wars. Or Secret Wars, yeah. Uh, and Dan Slott's writing it. Yeah. And he he's had years long, an awesome run on Spider-Man. I've been reading quite a bit of it. Oh, yeah. And so I couldn't, I was like, he's going to bring that talent over to Fantastic Four. Got to check it out. Now, now, see, here's one of my things is I feel, I, I feel like we're kind of left, um, 
I don't want to say empty-handed, mm-hmm. but I feel because neither you and I have read that Marvel two-in-one series they were doing. With yeah, the and I feel like. Uh, um, Donnie Storm. Yeah, I feel like uh, a lot of the avenues this book takes with hope and faith and stuff, they're probably a lot more important to the reader if you have read Marvel 2 and 1. Right. Which, again, we have not. And I did hear in preparation for this before they announced this book that there were things happening in that Mm -hmm. that were going to herald the return of... Of the Fantastic Four. And so I am a little regretful for not having read that. Right. In fact, it's not that many issues, I don't think. I want to say maybe four or six. No, more than that, but like less than 20 for sure. Uh, maybe less than 15. But still, not that many issues. We should, we should probably check that out. <laughs> it, uh, I really feel like we should, especially because I feel like it will give a lot more meaning to this. Yeah. Um. And don't get me wrong, like, there were some moments in this book where it's like, you know, that signal flare goes off and Johnny Storm yeah. just stops and everything And that's a real doing. old school pull right there, is right. that Fantastic Four flare. So, like, he he takes off to go and he's like, I knew it, they're back. Like, he he's going, everyone has seen this signal flare, they're cheering him on as he's going. And then on the opposite side of that, you have Ben, who sees it, and he's just like, it's not real, I yeah. know what's going on, all this and that. And then Johnny gets there, and you can tell that he is just devastated to yeah, find out that it's just a couple of kids. From what I understand, we have seen more than enough of Johnny Storm being upset by this whole thing. While at the same time maintaining hope that they're still out there, believing that they're still alive, uh, like that again, something uh, I, that I know has been touched upon enough in Marvel Two and One, mm. to where I feel like if they had just scrapped that whole little story, which I honestly don't think is going to go anywhere past issue one, I don't think this whole kid, the kids stealing the flare gun. Ben Grimm ponying up for their lawyer. I feel like that's all just going to be right here in issue one, and then we're never going to talk about it again. Maybe it'll get brought up in an argument between the thing and the human torch, but otherwise, there's just nothing. Like, they could have scrapped that and used those pages to tell us what's going on with Reed Richards and Susan Storm and their kids. Like, that's what I want to know. Like, if they're not going to become the Fantastic Four again in issue one... I want to know what's happening over there because I would let I was led to believe by Secret Wars that the Fantastic Four are fixing the universe. That's what or, well Reed Sue and the kids are, are fixing the universe. Right. And now from the little snippet we got of them in this before they send the big like glowing four in space, uh, the second symbol of <laughs> of the whole thing, and pretty much the ending of, of the main issue. I feel like they've been trapped somewhere, and I don't know how that's a thing. I don't know what See, happened. I, I can't. I can't figure that part out either. Yeah. And I feel like maybe it's a Marvel two-in-one thing, but on, honestly, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I feel like that's going to be one of those things that's revealed to us in issue two. Yeah. Uh, this one kind of gives us, you know, okay, we have Marvel two-in-one, so mm-hmm. you know, here's where. The characters that yeah. we've already given you back are at. But I feel like that's, uh, and maybe it's arguable that it's necessary. I feel like that's holding the hand of those who haven't read it. And really, 
if it didn't do that and it just gave like side nod mentions and like especially the way things were progressing with Johnny and Ben without those kids in the flare gun, mm-hmm. we would have been able to put it together ourselves. Don't you feel like it would have handled some of the substance issues in this if we got more of Reed and Sue? Like, that would have given us more of a taste of, like, this is what's going on. See, me personally, I, I feel like what we got of Reed and Sue was enough to get me to read issue two to find out, oh, know, yeah. okay, why are they there? Why can't they get back and all that? The whole, like, Yancey Street Kid thing... That, I feel, added to, or not, maybe not necessarily added to, but caused uh, Johnny's breakdown when Ben asked him to be the best man. Mm. I feel like, uh, because he's tried to remain hopeful and all this and that, and then that happened and just kind of crushed him. Yeah. So... When, so push him over the edge. When Ben's trying to continue on with his life without reading Sue... You know, I feel like just like, and I get that, and I actually I agree with you, but at the same time, I'm like, wouldn't Ben getting engaged and asking Johnny to be his best man be enough right there with all Johnny's already gone through with the the lengths that he's gone to to try and find these people? Like, couldn't that still be enough it could to be, break him? But with with what happened with that signal flare. Happening in what appears to be the same day yeah. as as the proposal that was fresh. It just happened. He's still, you know, a very fresh wound reminder of Fair they're enough. still yeah. gone, you know. And for him to explode like that and just take off and scream at the stars and then come back down and just break down. Yeah. You know, I feel like, I feel like that's why that signal flare piece was there. Okay. Was to add a little bit more, uh, I guess, depth to that part. And I guess I'll, I'll save the, my final verdict on which I'd prefer for issue two. Because really, if in issue two they're not going into what's going on with Sue and Reed, there's a problem. Okay. Like, that's where they need to start giving us some information now, there. Did so at the end of the comic after like the big four in the sky, mm-hmm. um, you didn't read the little extra comic strip thing, did you? I read I read the Doom story and I actually kind of liked really it. Liked that. I felt like it was a little lacking too, but that like I know what that was. I wanted to see Doom whoop some ass, and then it kind of just ends before he really does. But other than that, yeah, that was really good. That was a cool Return of Doom type and, thing. Well, there was another one, and it was uh, Mr. Impossible Man or, or something like that. Yeah. It, it was drawn by Scotty Young, and basically it goes on, this little character is infuriated at the fact that the Fantastic Four comic is back, but the Fantastic Four aren't <laughs> back together, and... Marvel hands this character a note saying, don't worry, they'll be back together in the next issue. I feel like they anticipated the backlash of the Fantastic Four not getting back together. So they put this in at the end to reassure readers that the Fantastic Four are going to be back together by the end of the next issue. Maybe it's Dan Slott playing the long game. I feel like like, that's what he does, though. I gotta, I gotta 
fucking know what's been going on with I, I feel like gotta fucking that's going to be issue number two. Is I feel well, no, Sue, what's after, after you telling me about the Mr. Impossible thing, though, now I'm feeling like we're going to get some information, but they're, they're going to dole this out. They're going to drag right. this out as long as we're, they can. It's not going to be one of those things. It's like, okay, so here's a recap of everything that yeah. Sue and Reed have done since Secret Wars, you know. Here's a little bit of this. Here's some people they helped there, you know, and then this happened, and they've been stuck here mm-hmm. for however long, and, you know, this is what's happened here. This is what they've been dealing with since yeah. they've been stranded, and then they get that signal out, and now they figure out a way to get everyone together. Yeah. And the end of issue two is going to be the next to last page will be like the reunited page. And then the one after that is going to be like the incoming threat or something, something like that. Reunited like a foursome shit. <laughs> With Fantastic Four and it feels so good. <laughs> that, uh, was, that, that was a little bit better fix. I I I trust Dan Slot's writing enough. I do too. To, and. and Honestly, like even though I'm a little underwhelmed by this issue, it's it's not enough to kill it for me, even objective or unobjectively. But objectively, the reason I'm picking this up is because of Dan Slot. Oh yeah, like that's the bigger reason. Of course, I want to know what's been up with the Fantastic Four, but like not enough to have really sold me on this yet. And then you throw Dan Slott in there. And I'm like, okay, not only am I going to find out, but it's going to be satisfying. It's going to be right. well thought out and it's going to be character developing. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I really want. I want to see a fantastic four. I can finally get on board with. And I think right. this is a slow start, but a decent start. And I feel, I hope I have faith much like <laughs> the, Johnny Storm, that this will turn out really well. I can't wait to read the next issue. Um, what out next month? Yeah, yeah. early next so, month. So in a month from this, from last Wednesday. Yeah. So because like I get a little thrown off because so many of the DC books I read, I'm getting every week. Yeah. And so now I'm like, oh god, when does Fantastic Four come out? And I'm pretty sure Spider Man is still twice a month. Or did they go back to monthly? Uh, since the new uh, new run, I think they're back to monthly. I think yeah. they were. I think that's the deal. Yeah, because it feels like a good time passed between one and I just got issue two. So, all right, well, guys, if you want to check that out, a lot of comic shops still have it. As far as I know, yeah, I know it's our... not selling as well as people thought. It well, was. it's the Fantastic Four, and that's that's the sad thing. Is while. The the Fantastic Four movies. Let's take the Fantastic Four movies, okay? Uh, the first two, mm-hmm. uh, Fantastic Four and Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer, they underperformed because of the Fantastic Four. The first one definitely underperformed yeah. because it was the Fantastic Four. Now, that doesn't mean that the quality were good, they're unsung heroes or anything like that. They're all right. I, I mean, enjoy it, them it was It was actually a good superhero movie for the time that it was released. Yeah. Now, Fanforstic, total doesn't garbage exist. fire. Um, but 
again, I think some of its underperformance is due to the fact that it's Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. Yeah, not there's not been a single Fantastic Four book in like years that has done very well. Not like they since keep, Jonathan Hickman's run. They keep canceling and trying to revive it and stuff, and then they got rid of them for two years, and now here we are back. So. If you really want to check this out, which I definitely suggest you should, it's I, I'm telling you, this is probably going to lead to some really great storytelling, and that's what you really want from your comics. Go to your local comic shop. They've probably got plenty of number ones on the shelves. Show some support so Marvel doesn't give up on these guys again. We can just keep getting these awesome stories from Dan Slott, because Dan Slott is fucking great. So... That's going to do it for us on this episode. Uh, Odell, anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, Any Alfs you wanted to specter? Well, you know, you did bring up Alf I earlier. did bring up I Alf. I feel like it's a little unnecessary. But, it is wildly you know, unnecessary. Now, they are sequelizing it, though, because I guess at the end of the actual Alf show, he gets taken away by the government or something, and this is supposed to take place, like, decades later. Like, this oh. is a continuation, I guess. Still unnecessary. The world does not need Alf. We are not no. in an Alf generation anymore. We're not. We're and really not. He predominantly eats cats. Like, yeah. he loves that shit. And now, one of two things is going to happen. Either they're going to keep that as a thing, and it's going to piss a lot of people off. Probably get canceled based on that alone. Yeah. Because this is not the atmosphere for that. Or he's going to go, like, whatever the not-eating-cats version of vegan is. (laughs) Which I think is stupid also. Like, it's all just stupid. You can't win They conditioned him to not eat cats and instead eat carrots. Ugh. No, it's no. all, everything about it is stupid. You it can't is. tweak anything about this to make it not stupid, because even that tweak's going to be stupid. It's all just stupid. Don't do it. Uh, but you should, what you should do is like this episode if you liked it. Subscribe if you loved it. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to hit the bell below. If you want to know when the newest videos go up, comment your thoughts on any of today's stories. And please share this episode or anything else you enjoy from us on social media. And there's a new episode of Edible Obscurities up. Episode uh, 17, uh, Snack Flavored Balls. <laughs> It's where I find out if carnival flavors like funnel cake and cotton candy should probably stay at the carnival. Uh, in this episode, you find out just how many balls Vinny can fit in his mouth at one time. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a great joke. I did, I, I recorded a Diet Coke episode today, and I did a, I, what I think is a really great joke. It probably isn't. But you can tell me when the episode is up in the comments down below if you subscribe and click that bell icon so you can know when it's up. Anyways, my name is Vincent Herman with the Human. James Little Alpha Specker. And cue that pointless 80s show outro music. <laughs>